Welcome to Curious Psalms, a podcast where we practice reading and praying this wonderful prayer book of God's people. I'm your host, Matt, and returning to the podcast today to discuss Psalm 44 is Olivia Giles. If you've heard my first conversation with Olivia about Psalm 24, you know you're in for a treat. I so appreciate Olivia's willingness to wrestle with the big issues of life and faith and to name them with honesty and transparency. We're grateful both that she is doing that here at Granite Springs with our youth, and I'm grateful that we get to do some of that together in this conversation. So as we begin, here's Olivia reading Psalm 44. We have heard with our ears, O God, our ancestors have told us what deeds you performed in their days, in the days of old. You with your own hand drove out the nations, but them you planted, you afflicted the peoples, but them you set free. For not by their own sword did they win the land, nor did their own arm give them victory, but your right hand and your arm and the light of your countenance you delighted in them. You are my king and my God. You command victories for Jacob. Through you we push down our foes. Through your name we tread down our assailants. For not in my bow do I trust, nor can my sword save me. But you have saved us from our foes, and you have put to confusion those who hate us. In God we have boasted continually, and we will give thanks to your name forever. Yet you have rejected us and abased us, and have not gone out with our armies. You have made us turn back from the foe, and our enemies have gotten spoil. You have made us like sheep for slaughter, and have scattered us among the nations. You have sold your people for a trifle demanding no high price for them. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors, the derision and scorn of those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations, a laughing stock among the peoples. All day long my disgrace is before me, and shame has covered my face. At the words of the taunters and the revilers, at the sight of the enemy and the avenger, all this has come upon us, yet we have not been forgotten by you, or been false to your covenant. Our heart has not turned back, nor have your steps departed from your way. Yet you have broken us in the haunt of jackals, and have covered us with deep darkness. If we had forgotten the name of our God, or spread out our hands to a strange God, would not God discover this? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Because of you we are being killed all day long, and accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Rouse yourself. Why do you sleep, O Lord? Awake. Do not cast us off forever. Why do you hide your face? Why do you forget our affliction and oppression? For we sink down to the dust, our bodies cling to the ground. Rise up. Come to our help. Redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. Olivia, welcome back to Curious Psalms. Thanks, Matt. Happy to be back. <laughs> well, I'm good. You're the first guest to ever say that. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> Gratefully, people are usually at least willing to be here. Mm-hmm. So, We've got an interesting psalm. Yes, very interesting. So, lengthy and interesting. Lengthy and interesting. Yes, mm-hmm. thanks for reading it so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive right in. I am so curious. Olivia, what stood out to you in reading this psalm? Yeah, no, great question. So... The thing that stood out to me first, I think, is I read it and I was like, okay, cool, this is a lament song. I'm comfortable with lament songs. I think it's important to discuss. Like, so often our life is not just Thanksgiving and praise. Like, there's a lot of lament thrown in. Yeah. 
But at the same time, I'm a lot more comfortable often with like the personal laments, the ones mm-hmm. that are more individual. Mm-hmm. So we've got that a lot in the Psalms where people talk about like things happening internally within them or yeah. I am crying out to the Lord for I feel like he has left me. Yeah. And this was such a collective lament. Like it really feels like the psalmist is speaking on behalf of a people. Yeah. And so immediately I actually felt a little out of my comfort zone because I think I'm a lot more familiar with like the individual lament, but like a collective grief or a collective pain is a lot more unfamiliar to me. Yeah. So that was the big thing that I kind of, it kind of blew me away while I was reading it. I was like, oh, that's really interesting because it felt really unfamiliar immediately after reading it. Yeah. Yeah. That resonates with me. One of the fascinating pieces about the psalm is it is so so concretely the story of a people mm-hmm. and a particular people right not just a <laughs> not just a random people like mm-hmm. part of what's happening here is kind of a rehearsing of a particular story of a particular people mm-hmm. and i share kind of some of your oh this is a little less familiar this is a little less comfortable we are not part of that people <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> so then there's all kinds of questions i think that that raises in terms of well honestly our last two questions, what do we learn about God and then how does it help us pray? But mm-hmm. we will come back to those <laughs> uh, for sure. I think one, one of the things that stood out to me, speaking of a people telling their story, is the agency in this psalm that is given to God. It, it is just like, it's basically God is doing everything mm-hmm. in this psalm. In some of our recent conversations that I've been having around the psalms, I think a couple of times I've talked about kind of a God-infused imagination by which I mean not the ability to make things up and, you know, have a particular, yeah, like, oh, I just like, that's obviously God and you're just kind of willy-nilly declaring God over everything. But mm-hmm. a way of, really what I mean by that is a way of seeing the world that recognizes its impacted and dependency on God. Mm-hmm. And this psalmist has that in spades. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's not even as their armies go to battle. It's not even the armies that are doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's really God who is involved and leading leading the way. And that just stood out when I started trying to chart out like the things that God was doing. And it's not only early in the psalm. It's not just the success. It's also like, like you gave us up to be devoured like sheep is how my verse 11 goes and have scattered us among the nations. It's also this sense of abandonment and punishment. I don't think is quite the right word because the psalmist that isn't seeming to present it necessarily as punishment, actually, which maybe we can talk more about. But there's clearly God is just involved all throughout. Yes. I mean, I think, honestly, as you were talking and you're talking about this kind of sense of like God is running all. I think of, have you seen the Lego movie? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, was... I like where this is going already. I don't know where it's going, but um, I like it. I mean, the whole movie, you're watching it and it's this this cute, you know, it's this kid story and all this stuff is happening and there's action and there's adventure. Mm. And then like toward the end, you realize that it's actually like in the imagination of this little boy who's playing with, I think his dad's Lego. Yes. Like none Spo- of that. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen the Lego movie. It's about... <laughs> pretty old now but just kind of this idea that like these things are not having agency but it's almost as if those legos knew hey this kid is playing with us and they were like asking the kid hey could you change the story for us Mm. we don't really like where this is going yeah we don't really like the situation we're in you know would you mind just just skipping forward past this part or that kind of thing like if so i don't know like a certain sense of that like that's kind of the big picture that i'm getting from this psalm oddly enough but Yeah, that really strong sense of like, God, you do all things. Uh And we're simply like, you're created beings in your hands. 
do with us what you will, but also can you do what we prefer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And also often when there is a sense of like things are going wrong, it it often is accompanied by like, oh, I am so aware of my own sin or because, Mm -hmm. you know, we abandoned you. And this song very explicitly goes the opposite direction. Yeah. (laughs) Like this is verse 17. All this came upon us, though we had not forgotten you. We had not been false to your covenant. Mm-hmm. Which is like, oh, that's those are pretty interesting claims with respect to kind of what what I've become familiar with, you know, already in the Psalms is often if something is going wrong, we know that the psalmist at some point confesses, you know, my sin is weighty upon me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't happen in Psalm 44. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really key. I think, you know, there's such an intentionality, obviously, with the, the Psalms that are placed in this book because you yeah. have to believe that there are other Psalms that were written at this time, but these are the ones that were chosen. Yeah. And so the fact that it seemed very, very important to have a Psalm like this where there was a very strong sense of like these people have not been unfaithful and they're not being punished mm-hmm. and yet like the world is still crushing in upon them and there still seems to be, they're like not losing the fact that God is sovereign. Yeah. You know, but it, you know, it's kind of got a little bit of that Ecclesiastes ring to it. Not of, like, the randomness, but rather just, like, the sense of, like, oh, like, this isn't, there doesn't seem to be a cause and effect here. It's just right. happening. Which seems important nowadays because I think our society is so much more, like, bad people get punished. Yeah. Good people don't. But clearly that doesn't really follow in yeah. most people's lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was reading, so I, I can't take credit for this point. I was reading commentator Derek Kidner talking about the psalm, and I thought it was really helpful. He was articulating how often there's this presentation of a particular experience of punishment indicates distance from God, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's like the classic, like, because of my sin, I'm experiencing this. Mm-hmm. And this psalm, in, in, in not doing that, is making a quite different move. And particularly, he points to verse 22, where the psalmist says, yet for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. And he suggests that what the psalmist is beginning to allude to is actually the very suffering that we experience might be an indication of God's closeness. Mm-hmm. And that verse actually gets picked up in Romans, mm-hmm. fascinatingly, Romans 8, which in that context is uh, becomes about sort of the persecution of the people of God and is tied in with the very fact that like the love of Christ cannot be separated from them despite this persecution. Mm-hmm. I think that makes that makes sense. And it, it also it kind of like it connects to the idea of like even like martyrs and like in the early church of like that desire almost in a sense to be persecuted because then there was a very strong sense of like, oh, I mm. am essentially like living in this truth that, you know, the government at the time was trying to suppress yeah. or the people at the time were trying to suppress. So like there was a desire to be allied to that. And I, it'd be hard to talk about this Psalm and not talk about the idea of persecution. Yeah. Honestly. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm curious for your take on our second question about what do we learn about God from this Psalm? Yeah, I think it's hard for me to talk about what we learn about God and not talk about how we pray better. <laughs> I think a little That's bit. That's okay, yeah. I, I think it's interesting because to a certain extent, it's just that God is like his ways are inscrutable to us, that we cannot understand the ways of God. And yet at the same time, there, like in my mind, this psalm could not come if there had not been a display of God's faithfulness and love prior yes. to it. Yeah. There would be like, someone would be unstable to pray this psalm if they had not experienced that beforehand. Mm. But they are so solidly convinced that the Lord does care for them and that he is still somehow 
present with them throughout all of this, that that really strongly suggests that like he has displayed that or demonstrated to that in some way before. And so I I think just like the fact that God, he's not asking for this blind faith. Like Mm -hmm. this doesn't, this, I don't read this and think this is just someone being like, I'll take a gamble and hope God is there. Like this seems like someone who is convinced that God is still present with them. Yeah. Even in the midst of all sorts of persecution and death and pain. And so I think that would be kind of the thing that stands out to me, that God is not one who is, you know, asking for this kind of blind trust. But it's almost like what isn't in the Psalms. So I hope that doesn't really deflect too much. No, I mean, I think but... it, it. I think you're totally right. It's embedded in the beginning of the Psalm. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that the Psalmist looks back, mm-hmm. I, I think you're right on it. The rest of the Psalm does not make sense without that, mm-hmm. right? And the, the confidence of the closing Mm-hmm. of the psalm doesn't make sense without that yes. <laughs> when i thought about what we learned about god just i mean building on you saying that god's ways are inscrutable <laughs> i found this psalm like it's and this goes back to what we we're talking about earlier like it's specificity mm-hmm. about god's choosing a people is something like to wrestle with because the reality is like there are enemies and there are opposing armies and god is picking a side yes and that's like <laughs> What do we do with that? Yeah, yes. that's not, and like we could have a whole theological conversation about that. But like just as a basic premise that God chooses and works in a concrete way with concrete people, I think often I want to universalize God because it's going to make me more comfortable. And maybe I use the word universal, universalize with intention, right? Because I think that is like an impulse we have and is an impulse we see, I think, in theology as well. And often like that stems from a really good like loving caring place but the bible i think often pushes on us in the ways that god works like with really great specificity and makes choices and mm-hmm. that really is inscrutable i can't sit here and claim why that is i do see in this psalm and maybe this starts bleeding us into the next question that like in the midst of that this it gives the psalmist it sort of empowers the psalmist to make a prayer of both like i think maybe even some gratitude and then also hope so there is i think responses to this inscrutable specificity (laughs) of god but it is it's just here in the psalm and i think it's something we just have to continue continue to wrestle with right yeah no absolutely i think that there's part of this that like it almost seems in my mind like a response to this kind of psalm would be not quite but similar to like god's response to job when he starts getting into like, where were you when I yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, laid yeah. the foundations of the world? In that sense of, yeah, there is that specificity. There is that sense of like, God is in like the details of this world. And yet he is very clearly interacting in this moment with Job in a way that he's not interacting with other characters in that story. Mm. And that sense of like, you don't know how the world is set to work. I do. So there is a certain sense of like, you you need to extend this trust for me. You will not understand it. You will not be able to ever possibly understand yeah. it. And yet at the same time, I think it leaves with a very strong sense of being known. Mm-hmm. There is like a strong sense of like, God is talking about, I created you, you yeah. know? And so, and I feel like the psalmist almost like has that sense of like, okay, I don't get how God works. I don't how, get how he like orders everything so that it works together but there is a very strong sense of like being known by god Mm. and and such a familiarity like it when you get to 23 
it says rouse yourself why do you yeah. sleep all along yeah, yeah like such a it's like something that you know you could imagine a parent saying to their kid yeah yeah so it's get calm. up yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> wake up and do something and so i mean i think that kind of bleeds into our next question yeah a little bit. let's go there sure. let's go there olivia it's perfect segue <laughs> okay. we're gonna make you the host by the end of this conversation sure. how does this song help us to pray i was gonna ask you the same question <laughs> yeah so i think with that like it is the fact that it feels in a weird way conversational like scripture yeah. is conversational between you know humanity and god whether that's individual or collective. And yet, you know, the psalmist is speaking on behalf of a people, and yet it has this very familiar kind of conversation with God of like yeah. at the end where he or she has like the familiarity to say this to God of like, wake up and do something. Yeah. And I don't believe that this is something that would have felt like angering or like disrespectful or that mm. god would have somehow felt affronted by i imagine i don't know like kind of a fond response i suppose but i think it, it should liberate us to feel that we can do the same yeah to continue you know in the same way of of recognizing the ways that god no i am still behaving faithfully to you yes. to not immediately then go and second guess everything we've ever done and being like god am i being punished mm -hmm. to open our hearts to the possibility because yeah. it's always a possibility but then to say God, do something. I think the world we live in, if we weren't crying out for God to awake and, you know, enact justice and love upon the world, mm -hmm. we would be kind of living under a rock. With what we see in our own country and other countries today, like, I think it's incredibly important to us to, like, have this conversation with God where we are crying out to him to, to act. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's probably a continual prayer, but... You know, definitely a weighty, yeah, <laughs> relevant one. Right. Mm -hmm. I was struck by just yeah the persistence, the persistence of the psalm is sort of at a meta level. This psalm represents such a faithfulness in that they they look back and they say, okay, we know, we know the stories, like mm -hmm. we know what our ancestors have told us. So we be we believe that you are you can be active. You we have testimony of that. Yet right now. Where like we don't know where you are. Mm -hmm. It seems like you've sure just kind of given us over to this thing. Yeah. And that doesn't make sense based on who what we know you've told us. Mm -hmm. And so now we are going to pray. We're gonna ask you, like you said earlier, to change our story. But that that is like a really like it's a really interesting thing that the psalmist doesn't conclude by abandoning God. <laughs> if it's a choose your own adventure, choose your own ending to the psalm, like an ending that ends with like, where are you? You haven't shown up, I give up. Mm-hmm wouldn't be a shocking end mm -mm. to this psalm. Yeah. I think there's many of our stories that maybe because we don't have the beginning of the psalm, this goes back to its significance, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then it feels like the the momentary, and momentary may not be days, weeks, it could be years, decades, right? Yeah. But our momentary lack of experience of God can then result in us giving up. So I was just, I was just marveling at the psalmist's yeah, faithfulness and persistence mm -hmm. and the ways that this is then gifted to a community, mm -hmm. right? I think yeah. is also really significant that like, hey, here is our model of like, we are going to continue to ask God to wake up, yeah. <laughs> like rise, yeah. like we need your help. Yeah, I mean, even the fact that the very last verse, he describes God's love as steadfast love. Yes. You know, so, I mean, I could be wrong about the definition of steadfast, but I think it is tied to the idea of like unceasing mm. you know and yeah. continual and steady and stable and so if you're taking all those words and yet you're tying it to this picture of this god that seems to have left them yeah like it actually seems 
to the psalmist that God has deserted them. Yeah. And if he's describing God's love as steadfast, so then you're like, oh, okay, so maybe the feeling of God's presence might not actually dictate like the reality of mm. like whether or not he is present, whether or not he's continuing to love us. And the psalmist seems to recognize that with some brilliant clarity, yeah. <laughs> remarkable clarity, you know, that he can still say you're steadfast, even though it seems like you were here and now you're not. It's kind of wild. When I was talking with Nathan, who you happen to know well, about Psalm 43, one of the gifts of Psalm 43 that he was talking about was the ways that it, it helps us examine like our experiences mm -hmm. and to maybe even question ourselves to come to deeper clarity about like who God is and what he's doing in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I love that you kind of, I mean, maybe you guys just have a mind meld or something. Oh, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that you point us in a similar direction here that this mm -hmm. that's, continues to be one of the things the psalmist is wrestling with. It's almost like the unfailing love as a landing place becomes the deepest truth that the psalmist is going to hold on to. Yeah, I think that, you know, probably from spending a lot of time with Nathan, some of these words about, I, I don't know if it's metaphysics and he'll be all bothered if I get it wrong, <laughs> but kind of the idea that we trust that our perception of reality is not the truest reality. Mm. I know it gets a little weird, like the matrix. <laughs> um, but it, it really seems to be true. You see that throughout scripture, like yeah. Christ points to a deeper reality, you know, Paul's doing it. You see it all throughout the Psalms of like, okay, this feels true, but I actually trust that it's not true. Mm. And that God, what you have said is truer. Or even what you have told my ancestors that I never personally experienced for myself, I still trust that. To just go, okay, if the deepest reality is God's steadfast love, then everything else I have to trust is my shifting perspective of reality rather than what's actually true. Yeah. It's a hard way to live, but it actually, I think, would give us a much stronger place of stability in our lives hmm. if we were to live in light of that. I feel like we could keep talking, but I think this would be a very lengthy podcast if we did. Matt. Yeah, I, I think I think the love of God as a landing place is a, is a very good, it's a good place is to a good land. Place to land. Yeah. But I, I agree. I mean, I think. We really didn't spend that much time talking about the specificity of Israel, what that means for this psalm, yeah. or there's endless things to talk about in any psalm and what it means for a particular community and what it means for us. But I'm grateful for this conversation <laughs> and for, for the Lego movie and for your wisdom <laughs> sure. too, Olivia. So <laughs> sure. yeah, thank you for joining me. Mm -hmm. Well, let's conclude. Let's conclude with the landing place of the psalm. I think that's a natural place maybe as we go out. The psalm concludes, we are brought down to the dust, our bodies cling to the ground. Rise up and help us. Rescue us because of your unfailing love. Friends, go out and pray the psalms. Mm -hmm.